Previously on Divorce Court. In our relationship, he was very controlling. If we, he picked me up for a date and I was late coming out, he would accuse me of sleeping with someone else. You don't take responsibility for what you do. Yes. You snatched his phone. I did. And you ran. I did. You chased him through the bathroom. I said, I broke the review mirror. You better check out your Camaro. He said, since you want to break things, I'm going to break your neck. Did you tell her you were going to break her neck? Divorce court is now in session. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. We're reconvening the divorce case of Kevin Scott versus Shay Cannon. When we, when I last spoke to the two of you, we hadn't even gotten to the part where you had the baby. So I want you to tell me what it, what, what it was like, the power struggle that you were having that led up to the birth occurring the, in the manner that it did. About a month after the whole jail experience happened. We started talking again. He started giving me rides, and we reconvened an intimate relationship. So... Is that true? That's true, but I specifically told her what I was coming back for, and it was to ensure that the pregnancy went well. I came back for the last trimester. I said, you know what? I need to be there to make sure that as you're going to the hospital and helping you out with everything, I'll be there for that. Mm -hmm. But as far as the relationship was considered, I specifically said, this is not... This what... is not a relationship. I'm here as the, as the father of this baby. Correct. Okay. Did you have sex with her? Yes. <laughs> now, right before sex, you said, now, I don't really mean this. Right. <laughs> Didn't you believe that that would mislead her? I did. Most of the time, though, I wasn't initiating the intimacy. Mm -hmm. It was Shay, like, being who she was. She was being aggressive. She would come up to me, let's get it on, you know? So, um, man. Ms. Cannon, were you, <laughs> while he was there and available, trying to rekindle a relationship? Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, you're in love, you love him, and is that what you were trying to do? Or did you heed his warning that he was just there for the baby? Actually, this is before he even moved back in. Before he moved back in, a month after I came from jail, he, we started an intimate relationship for three months before he even moved back into the house is for that the true, baby. Is that Mr. Scott? Yep. <laughs> so Don't he go only to came, Vegas and gamble. He only came <laughs> over... There, I have text message where he only asked to come over specifically for that reason. Is that true? That's true. Wow, Mr. That was Scott. what we had established. I, I, still, as, as far as the way that it was explained, it, it wasn't to be, okay, we're going to be back together. She was like, look, I got needs. And so I said, okay, you know, if we're going to go about it this way, then this is how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I, I made a clear outline of how our relationship was going to go at that point in time. If you wanted to just, if you want to just use me for that, then that's all I'll be there for besides taking care of my son. How did things progress from there, Ms. Yes. Cannon? Yes, so, uh, after that, he did say that he was moving in, uh, to help with the baby, which I understood that. However, he would send so many mixed signals, such as, oh, we should get a house for the baby. That we need it. This, this apartment is not working. You know, so he was making plans for our future. So mm -hmm. it was kind of... No, no. It was confusing because this is how our eight years was, just back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. Yes. So you thought it was more of the same. More of the same. 
I was just, basically I was going into the co-parenting. I was just trying to make sure that whatever we needed to do, we need to co-parent as smoothly as possible. Okay, now I want to talk about the day your son was born. Explain to me that circumstance. So, actually, my water broke uh, two months early. Um, we were coming back from a doctor's appointment when my water broke. And the reason that it, I feel like it broke is because we were under so much stress. We were actually arguing um, about making arrangements for a scheduled birth because I had such a high-risk pregnancy from stress and high blood pressure. Yeah. So we were at the doctor's office. So you, it was already problematic because you were under stress, you had no car, yes. Studying all that for my was going on. Exam. So I asked Kevin, uh, can we schedule a, a date together that we can present to my midwife of when we, we can schedule the delivery? Um, because they recommended uh, 36 weeks mm -hmm. um, or... Uh, no later than 37. So he, we did not come to an agreement before we went into the office. So we actually had a difference in front of the doctor. Just so you got y'all got at each other at, at the doctor's office, just back fighting and about forth the delivery about date. the date. Uh, and it, it was just like, what, I, what, what was the problem with getting? He said to he a didn't. Date? He said he only wanted it delivered on a Friday. <laughs> Mr. Scott, is that accurate? I was just trying to establish a time frame to try and correlate when everything would be smooth for everybody. The the date, as far as when the baby was going to be born, that's you can't control that. But you can, if you're scheduling a C-section, you can. So you were trying to, because you, you, you're trying to talk around it, but if you're scheduling a C-section, that's what you're doing. And you were trying to plan it so it was convenient for you. Yes. Right. For, for both of us, though. Yeah. See, let me tell you where you're not important. You're not important then. Your convenience is not important then. Her life was at risk. Her baby's life is at risk. And for you to want to fuss with her about a date that's convenient for you, it's childish, small, and wrong. <laughs> you can die from preeclampsia. You can die from high blood pressure. She can die and the baby can die. And you are going to get into an argument with her about it being convenient for you. That is not a good look. It's not a manly look. Woo! Within 24 hours, he was in Vegas. He oh, he left right after the birth? Yes. She had the baby. They put the baby in the NICU. The neonatal intensive care unit. Yes. And you went to Vegas. So when you guys were arguing about scheduling a C-section, you got so distraught, your water broke. Uh, we, uh, in the parking lot of our complex on, uh, at home, my water broke right then. So we went straight to the hospital. And uh, at this point, there was no other signs of labor or delivery except for my water breaking. So they kept me in the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried so many methods to induce me. Nothing worked. Just uh, medicines, just all kind of things, and nothing worked. So my doctor said that the baby would just come naturally. In the meantime, this was just another inconvenient week for Kevin because this was a week he had planned to go to Vegas. So he said, well, I'm just going to still go to Vegas. The baby won't be here when I come back. I said, no, that, I think you should cancel the trip. And he said, we'll see. My what ended up happening? Did he stay for the birth? 
He did. He was there for the was, birth. Was he supportive? Absolutely. Very good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna be mad at you about things I'm not gonna be mad about, but you know what I mean? I gotta <laughs> give you props where you deserve it. Uh, so, within 24 hours, he was in Vegas. He did... Oh, he left right after the birth? Yes. I was quick on the trigger, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> did you leave after the, right after the birth? It wasn't right after, okay? So How she, long after? It was about 48 hours. 48 so hours. She had the baby, and then I held the baby, did all the beautiful things that you can see in a birth. They put the baby in the NICU, and I made sure that everything was good. I asked so the, the baby was in the NICU? Yes. The neonatal intensive care unit? Yes. Two months premature? Yes. And you went to Vegas. Right. But the doctors assured me that everything was fine. They said his heart rate's good, his lungs are good, everything is good. Did you feel any obligation to support her throughout that process? I did, and I did. From I... Vegas? <laughs> no, not from Vegas, but I was supportive in this entire endeavor. He didn't come until it was time for us to be discharged. I had nothing for my son. He came with a pink car seat for our son and uh, nothing for him to wear except for clothes that, were not, that weren't washed or anything. Did, did, did you come up a little late? Or, I, I or, did, or did you little, come prepared? I came up a little late, but she's saying she's all alone, all of this, that, and the other. There were multiple, multiple friends that came by, brought clothes, brought diapers, brought all type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So she so had she's a she's not the abandoned damsel in distress no, that, she she had a network. that she's describing. Right. There was a number of people that she had supporting her besides myself. Mm -hmm. And so she wasn't completely abandoned by me, no. I got you, I got you. I found out that he was indeed having an adulterous affair with another woman. I had never known before that. Don't you think it was rather wrong for you to move in with her and have sex, sex with her if you ever have sex with somebody else? Would you cancel your vacation if your child was in the hospital? Tell us what you think at Facebook.com slash Divorce Court. Divorce Court will be right back. So what happened at the hospital with, when you looked through his phone? Uh, so that very last night when he came back from Vegas, he changed the password on my phone. And I just said, why? Um, so I said, maybe this is his. So I looked, and it was his password. So I had access to his phone. When I opened it, a whole world of information just opened my eyes to everything. I found out that he was indeed having an adulterous affair with another woman. I had never known before that. I'm going to ask you the, the bottom question. Is this true? This is true. Yes. Were you using protection with either one or both of those women while you were doing that? I was using protection with the other woman. With the other woman? Yeah. Yeah. Did the other woman know about this woman? Yes. Don't you think it was rather wrong for you to move in with her and have sex, sex with her if you ever have sex with somebody else? Again, that's just something that I had to learn and grow past. Um, she was aggressively pursuing me in the house, even though I set out, you know, hey, let's try not to do this. Mm -hmm. I tried to sleep in a separate room mm -hmm. and everything. I was downstairs, she was upstairs. There were, I couldn't, you I couldn't escape. You were and just couldn't get away from I, I'm trying, I'm <laughs> trying to just help out while I I'm there, but yeah. I couldn't get away, so. Okay, <laughs> let, let me, let me, tell me about when you, the baby's name, check this out. 
<laughs> it's baby, cool. It's cool. Yeah, the baby's name Isn't is cool. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Two of the most hot-headed, crazy folk I have ever met named that baby cool. You guys wouldn't know cool if it fell on your head. But tell me about what happened when you two were trying to exchange cool. Yes, so I was uh, studying for some uh, licensing, um, and it was a very stressful process. So I was arranging to meet Kevin to give him cool. When we met, I told him, you know, there's extra breast milk in the bag. Do you mind keeping him overnight? And he said, no, no way, no how. I said, I'm really tired, I'm really stressed out. Just one night, could you keep him? And he said, no. I said, okay, well, I'm gonna sit in your car until you take our son and put him in your now, car. And now, we all know home. it didn't happen like that, right? You no, didn't that's say politely, oh, I know, I'm gonna sit oh, no, no, at, you no, walk, you no, walk no, and ragged. No, no, that's exactly what happened. He'll tell you. I said, uh, and then I proceeded to sit in his car, and then that's when the back and forth, the exchange happened where we, I tried to stay in the car, and he tried to keep me out, get me out of the Mr. car. Mr. Scott, what happened? So what happened was she came over to me, I, I took Quill out of the car, I'm putting him in her car, I'm putting the, the car seat in there, right? She gets right up on me and says, you're taking Quill. And I said, no, I'm not. And that's when she darts over to my phone or to my car and proceeds to sit in it. So I run over there and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm about to get you out of the car. So I was about to pull on her and I grabbed her arm and I pulled a little bit and I said, hey, you know what? I'm not about to do this. I said, I, I'm not gonna go through this entire situation all over again. I'm gonna just go ahead and take cool and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna fuss at both of you, but before I fuss at you, I gotta figure out whether or not you owe her $15,000. What is the greatest challenge of co-parenting after a breakup? Share your opinion on Twitter and Instagram at Divorce Court. Divorce Court will be right back. Ms. Cannon, you say he owes you $15,000. Why don't you tell me where... Well, actually, $14,500. Why do you believe he owes you that amount of money? After insurance uh, paid for the birth of our son, we still had expenses left, totaling $20,000. So... Uh, whose insurance were you on? Mine. Do you have the bills reflecting that? Yes. Mr. Scott, what do you say about that $20,000? Do you... The have you seen the bills? Do you believe it? Do you believe you ought to pay half? Absolutely. The $20,000, the half of that, that's perfectly fine. In fact, as of right now, she's under my insurance. Mm -hmm. So I've been paying for that for about a year and a half now. Oh, okay. So there's... As far she's as... under your insurance because you're married and your child is under your insurance. Correct. But she had to come at... They're still coming after you personally for, for the 20000 Correct. Okay. So you know you need to pay 10 of that, Absolutely. right? You're good, Absolutely. You're good on that. Tell me about the rest of the money. You want $3,000 for emotional distress and time off work, $1,500 for a car. Uh, so for the car, the car that he took 
we were we had two cars and it was complete understanding that the car was mine. I drove the car 85% of the time. I paid for the 1500 down payment and I paid every month out of my bank account for the car payments. So the car was gone. I needed to buy a new car. I didn't have a car for three months um, and, and then I bought a new one. What I'm asking him for, I could ask him for more for the car, but I'm simply asking for the down payment that I originally paid for that did, car. Did you take that car from her that she put a down payment on and did not give her access to it ever again? <laughs> this was a mutual agreement to get this car, first of all. And, and second of all, as far as the payments were considered, we split everything down the middle in the house. Yeah, but you took both time. cars. You didn't split the cars down the middle, did you? Right, but she was the one who told me we need to get this car. And when we got the car, she said, just put it in your name because it's yours. Uh, That's why I had the car. Yeah, but y'all married though, right? Right. And you can't have both cars. She gets one. That's how that goes. You know what I'm saying? She gets one, 1500 now tell me about the three thousand dollars you want. Um, so the uh, when after I found out, so back to the cheating. What I found out was um, I opened the phone and this whole just world opened up to me. Even when I was in the hospital, when he would leave and I was on Pitocin, he was gone. He said he was getting Ms. food. Miss Cannon, let me stop you right there. The three thousand. No, oh, no, 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 okay. No. You not get first of all. You can't get an emotional distress for that kind of thing in a marriage because people would be just throwing money. My husband and I would be throwing tens of thousands of dollars at each other all the time. That's number one. And if you want to talk emotional distress, the stuff you did about running in the bank and the house and all that kind of stuff, come on now. You were both dis distressing people and you distressed one another. So you're not going to get any emotional distress. No, oh no, that's a, that conversation is over with. On a side note, ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You want to be a motivational speaker, no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> After everything that I've learned and all the experiences, and now having my son. Mr. Scott, might I just suggest that you not hold your personal experiences in such grand favor as if that it's taught you something, you know, great. You know what I mean? It was really dumb to do in the beginning. And then the fact that you have survived stupid and still behave rather badly with respect to the baby doesn't make you a man uh, that should lead others. I would say that. <laughs> Having said that, I would say this. $10,000 for half of those bills and $1,500 for the car, that's $11,500 in favor of Ms. Cannon and his order. Moving forward, I would like to communicate uh, with Kevin specifically about the needs of our child and how we can create a great relationship just so that our son can flourish. I would love for us to co-parent as smoothly as possible. Whenever we interact, Shay brings up drama. So as long as we can just keep things short between each other, we can have a smooth co-parenting relationship.